This is the Business of Leadership Series Minute with your host, the best-selling author of Don't Buy a Duck and founder of MarketingStrategyHero.com, Derek Champagne. We have a special guest today. I'm talking today with, with Dr. David Fagenbaum. He has an incredible new memoir called Chasing My Cure, A Doctor's Race to Turn Hope into Action. And his story is truly unique. It's, it's a tale of learning to live while dying. And it's, it's about getting up and fighting back when life tries to knock you down. And you've, you've probably heard his story recently. He's been on CNN and Good Morning America and, and on all sorts of publications. I'm forgetting probably 20 of them. But he's on a mission to tell a story. And, and he's in a race to find a cure. And so, Dr. David, thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're, you're, you know, I want to take a few minutes and just, I want you to tell your story because it needs to be told in, in your timing, but I do want to set the stage too. You, I mean, you were a college football star, Ivy league doctor, beautiful family, and, and some surprises, major life changing surprises happened to you along the way. So start as early as you want with us. And we just want to, I want our listeners to get to know you and then we'll talk more about, about your book too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I was a, um, I, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, and my lifelong dream was to play college football. I um, really focused my whole childhood on training to become the best quarterback I could be with the goal of, of playing uh, Division One football somewhere. I had incredible support from my parents and uh, friends and family, uh, and really on this kind of singular mission to play college football. And um, I ended up uh, having the opportunity to play football at Georgetown uh, Patriot League School um, where I I was recruited to play quarterback and was so thrilled to achieve this this lifelong goal and then a couple weeks after I got to Georgetown my mom was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor a glioblastoma brain tumor which um, which we knew uh, was um, was a very had a very poor prognosis this just totally shattered my life and my worldview and it made football and playing college football a a lot lower priority for me um i really struggled of course you know with my mom really one of my best friends uh becoming so ill and and then passing away about a year later and her her illness and her passing um really uh just devastating for me and uh, as a result of, of going through that i decided that i would dedicate my life to becoming a physician to fighting cancer um, I would I, I decided to switch to pre-med I wanted to go to medical school I wanted to treat cancer patients in my mom's memory I wanted to get involved in cancer research to save future patients lives and um, so my, my life's focus went from football to wanting to become a cancer doctor and I um, ended up going to graduate school in England and then coming back to the states for medical school and um, there I was now as a third-year medical student um, really uh, far along my path of becoming a cancer doctor, um, uh, racing towards this this dream, and then I had another major life event, and that's when I became deathly ill uh, with a disease at the time that wasn't diagnosed, uh, but where I experienced multiple organ failure. So my liver, my kidneys, my bone marrow, my heart, my lungs, all shut down. I was hospitalized in the exact same hospital that I'd been treating patients in. Mm. I was in the intensive care unit. I was so sick that I actually had my last rites read to me by wow. a priest because the doctors didn't think I was going to survive. Mm. Uh, and it was just a, a frightening, frightening time. No diagnosis. Uh, doctors, everyone thinking I wouldn't survive. Um, fortunately, right around the time that the di- that um, 
my last rites were read to me. Uh, we received the diagnosis. I'm, I was diagnosed with a disease called idiopathic multicentric Castleman disease, which is kind of like a cross between an autoimmune disease and a cancer. And unfortunately, um, it's very poorly understood. And about a third of us die within five years of diagnosis. Another third will die within 10 years of diagnosis. And so it was frightening to get that kind of a diagnosis. But fortunately, um, with getting the diagnosis, I was started on chemotherapy. And that chemotherapy saved my life. Um, uh, you know, I was able to, to get out of the ICU, start to improve. Um, but unfortunately, I relapsed shortly thereafter. Um, and again, I spent weeks in the intensive care unit. And I needed multi-agent chemotherapy. So I needed a combination of seven different chemotherapies um, to try to kill this disease. And um, again, fortunately, my life was saved thanks to chemotherapy. Um, but at this stage, I'd spent almost six months hospitalized um, uh, battling this disease, and I was put on an experimental drug, a drug that I hoped would keep me in remission for forever, um, a drug that had been helping other patients. And I went back to medical school. I you know, went back on my path of becoming a cancer doctor in memory uh. of my um, and then I relapsed again on the only drug that had ever been studied for my disease and that, that has ever been studied for my disease. And I ran out of options. And uh, I learned that there were no other uh, promising leads for new drugs. There was no one doing promising work. And that if I wanted to have a future, if I wanted to live and if I wanted to um, be able to continue to fight this disease that I would need to get involved in research. If I hoped for a cure, I would need to turn that hope into action. And so in 2012, I promised my dad and my sisters and my girlfriend at the time that I would dedicate the rest of my life, however long that may be, to trying to cure this disease. And, and I was a third-year medical student. Um, and since then, I've just been racing full speed after trying to advance research and treatments for this disease. Mm, wow. That, thank you. And I've got so many more questions, but thanks for sharing your story. I know it's tough and, and, you know, you've been living it for a long time that way. And man, you, you know, you've, I know one thing about athletes, I work with a lot of pro athletes and, and athletes are fighters, athletes, you know, you, 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 know, you went pretty quickly to a yes and had the opportunity to play division one. Well, that, that, that's doesn't just get handed to you. You work really, yes. really hard to get to that point. So you're already, you know, you've already shown yourself at that point, in your early age, that you are a fighter. And then that's, that's just in your DNA that you can't help it. And, but, but I want to take a minute. I don't want to stay on it, but you know, I've had health scares where I thought, I thought I had a heart attack and was fighting for my life and it changed my life. And then I was okay. And, and it was nothing compared to the fight that you're going through. And it really hit me hard. And, and when, when, when I heard your story, what help, most of us haven't had our, our last rights read to us. So most of us listening have not had that happen. Yeah. What take me to that moment. We won't stay there, but what is, what is that like? And how do you, how do you, what is your mindset to get past that? Yeah, so I had my last rites read to me one time, but now it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, five times that, oh. um, that I've come this close to death and that where the doctors didn't think I would survive. And um, with each of these experiences, um, it was, uh, as you can imagine, um, it was scary. It was, um, <clears throat> Uh, it was so tough to see what it was doing to my family. Um, that was probably the toughest part was watching my, my dad, my sisters, my girlfriend was putting them through. Um, and as I, as I laid in, in my hospital bed each time, and particularly the first time when I had my last rites read to me, um, I looked back on my life and I reflected on what I did, what I didn't do. Um, and I started to regret things. And what I what I realized was that I didn't regret anything that I did do in my life. And I didn't regret anything that I did say 
what I regretted were the things that I did not do and the things I did not say to the people that I loved, things that I knew that I would no longer have time to do because I, I would die within the next day or two. <sighs> that really taught me a lot about life. Hey, if you're a small business owner and you need help working through some upper limit challenges, you need a board of personal advisors, you need help with your growth, go visit DerekChampagneMastermind.com.